Hello, and welcome to Ruben Uncut. Today's topic, DEI and the fear of it, specifically the fear of it. You see, DEI stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. This, these are basically optional programs put in place typically by corporations who want good PR and want to, or people in those corporations actually have some types of values that involve the promotion of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, I'm gonna also define those words for you so that you uh, can't be misled. You see, because I, I recently listened to Ben Shapiro debate this concept and uh, Ben Shapiro lies about what the word equity means. He has no fucking idea what the word equity means, or he's lying about what the word equity means. <sighs> so, diversity, of course, means having people who are different from each other, and not just a homogenous situation going on with your employees. Equity is a word that means to make sure people have the things they need to succeed. For example, if, uh, if one of your employees is in a wheelchair, you make the place wheelchair accessible. This is an example of equity. Equity is not the same thing as being equal because equity takes into account that baseline egalitarianism where everyone just gets the same thing doesn't actually make people equal because some people will have disadvantages that mean that them having the same as someone else actually still means that they are behind those people who have quote unquote the same things and then of course inclusion means to make sure people are included and not excluded from what is going on. Now, recently, though, these types of programs have come under a lot of scrutiny, specifically by people on the right, which makes sense because the right, the terminology, the right, refers to the basic belief that some people are better than other people and that society should be a tiered system. That is literally what right-wing means. You believe that society should be a tiered system with different levels of societal class. This is why people on the right tend to not care about ending poverty. They view poverty as a necessary element to the baseline of society because you need a portion of society that can be exploited for their labor. For a long time, these types of programs, like I said, have been under attack. Specifically, affirmative action for many years had a rally cry against it. And I'll be the first to say that affirmative action is not a perfect solution. That being said, um, I've seen very little evidence of affirmative action being totally totalitarian in any way. And also, in America, you're not actually required to do it. Private businesses are not required to do affirmative action, believe it or not. Now they can be sued if they're found to be discriminating against people. But the reality is, is that I personally have never worked anywhere that has quote unquote, 
quotas. Although to be fair, affirmative action is not about having quotas either. Affirmative action is about making sure that people of different cat of different racial, ethnic, and religious categories and gendered categories have opportunities. Now, affirmative action itself and the way that it's been carried out has had problems. Specifically being that affirmative action's implementation, even though the people who implemented it were primarily thinking about the need to equalize things between African-Americans and, you know, white people, um, didn't account for several things, like the fact that affirmative action also defined all women of any race as a minority. And then also, which to be fair, at the time it was written, getting women into jobs was an issue. Other problem, though, being that it, the majority of people who benefited from affirmative action turned out to be white women and Asian people, although Asian people were hurt in terms of getting into universities because it increased how hard an Asian person had to work to get into universities because ultimately they were being compared to other Asian people. But by and large, these two groups benefited more than any other group, meaning that affirmative action didn't actually succeed at helping people like, well, black people, Arab people, Latino people, pretty much it underperformed for everyone it was originally written for, which is not an argument for getting rid of it, but it is an argument for examining its effectiveness. I also don't personally believe that affirmative action is something that should be permanent. The reality is though, I do believe that some type of program that helps get other groups of people into jobs to help stabilize communities in our economy are overall a good thing doesn't mean the programs are efficiently structured and it doesn't mean that they necessarily get the results that we're aiming for but this is not but this should not be viewed as an argument for getting rid of these types of programs that would be stupid to be viewed as an argument for looking at them and seeing how they can be improved this is actually how we should look at most legislation and most laws is it working does it do what we want it to do how can we make it better Often I hear that often it seems like people on the right just automatically assume the answer is to, you know, burn it to the ground and have nothing at all. But let's get back to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, so you may have noticed I'm wearing a different shirt in this, in this part of the video. That's because I did this part later because there was a part of me that naggingly wanted to actually look into what DEI programs actually consist of and fun facts, uh, Charlie Kirk has never done this. And by that, I mean looked into what DEI initiatives actually are. Turns out DEI initiatives are, first of all, do not involve quotas. This, this, has, to be, this has to be stated. It is not about quotas. DEI programs are not built around this. Typical examples of DEI programs can include inclusion and diversity trainings. Yes, they are. Yes, the vast majority of DEI programming is merely a bunch of cringy corporate workshops that you may or may not be required to take at your job. And I'm not calling that because I think diversity, equity, and inclusion are cringy things. I'm saying that because corporate trainings are always cringe, no matter how important or useful they are. This also can involve things like 
creating employee resource groups, and can involve recruitment and hiring practices. However, when we say recruitment and hiring practices, we don't mean quotas. We are referring to things like specialized advertising and the creation of inclusive job descriptions. So basically just things that encourage a higher level of diverse hiring, not a mandated quota of any kind. DEI also refers to employee engagement and retention programs. These are things designed to make sure that good employees stay. DEI is also about holding leadership accountable, which is actually probably what most conservatives and right-wingers are most uncomfortable with. The idea that as the owner of a business, you can be held accountable for how you treat people. These are just some of the examples of DEI initiatives you may have noticed I didn't mention quotas once because when I looked into this, I couldn't find an example of quotas being a thing. Now you might just say, well, it's because quotas are unpopular. Well, also, well, that's probably fair, but also if you're gonna use quotas, you kind of have to say it. And I don't mean like you're required to, I mean, it doesn't get implemented if it's not part of the instruction. We now refer you back to the more linear timeline of this recording. Basically, the argument that I'm going to be laying out here is that the fear that is currently being propagated in our society by certain people that diversity, equity, and inclusion programs are bad for America is an illogical, malicious concept that does not actually work as a real argument because it's too abstract and doesn't actually, and it assumes too many premises. However, these problems with logic that go into the arguments against DEI and affirmative action are inherently illogical. They are not based on facts, but feelings. And they are in fact based on a sort of white anxiety, specifically a white male anxiety. Let's take a video that manages to get a bunch of douchebags into one place at one time. We're going to be looking at Tim Cast, looking at Charlie Kirk, talking about black pilots. Because if you haven't heard, there has been a massive backlash against Charlie Kirk for his statements on black pilots. And the reality is that Charlie Kirk is fucking racist. Now, I'm not asking you to take me at my word for that. I understand that there are people on the right who have become uh, sort of easily triggered by the term racist, but I'm gonna take you argumentatively through it and explain to you how he is racist. And in fact, the basic argument against DEI is racist. And there's no way to look around that. You can gesture wildly at meritocracy all you want. This will not change the fact that the argument is racist. Now, Charlie Kirk has tried to attest the fact that he is not racist, and the racist thought that he admits to, he blames on liberals and DEI policies. However, if he were to actually logically analyze the argument that he's making, he might actually realize why it's racist and has nothing to do with meritocracy. But let's hear what dumb shit Tim Pool has to say first. Because that's normally the stuff that Tim Pool says is just dumb shit. Some controversy as of late relating to airplanes. Why? 
Well, we saw a, a, a door plug blow off the side of a plane. Fortunately, nobody was sitting there. But if they were, they could have been sucked into oblivion where they would have. All right. So I have barely started the video and I need to address one simple thing here that is logically fallacious right out of the bag. Tim Pool is referring to an incident where essentially a emergency door got sucked off the side of an airplane. Everything worked out, but ultimately it did pop off. Now, the thing about that is, is that it was mechanical error, not pilot error. In fact, the pilot couldn't have done that. And it's been confirmed that it was a manufacturing problem. Now, you could maybe make the argument that somewhere in the factory's DEI is wreaking havoc on our plane-making industry. But the fact that he's going to try and phrase this as being part of the airline's fault, which is technically a separate industry from the manufacturers, is itself already a red herring that has no real basis in reality or importance to the argument that Tim Pool is going to make. Because, like I said, the pilot and the pilot's race, gender, or anything is unrelated to a malfunction of the plane itself. This was not human error. This was machine error. Fall into their deaths. I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know. Someone's going to argue. No, actually, the seatbelt, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the side of a door of a Boeing Max blew off. We now got another story that the wheel fell off a plane the other day. There have been a couple crashes. And a lot of people are concerned about what's going on with these planes and why it's happening. He is once again citing mechanical malfunctions before he is going to build an argument about why your pilot shouldn't have a vagina. That's not, that's... So right now, Tim Pool is already either very dishonest or very stupid. Many people have pointed out, as well as I, diversity, inclusivity, and equity programs will result in lesser qualified people get, being given jobs. And this will create a tendency towards error. I'm going to break all that down. These errors are taking place in the manufacturing space, though. And we have no evidence that it is because of DEI. And to then segue this into Charlie Kirk's thing about pilots is meaningless. Down for you. But the core of the story right now is the smears and the lies the left is pushing about Charlie Kirk by pulling a clip out of context. I've seen a lot. I've seen the larger. I've seen a longer clip of this. It's not out of context. I don't know how much clip Tim Pool's about to pull up here, but I have seen a longer version of the clip. And uh, no, the context is bad. The context is bad no matter what. The entire argument is racist. Well, go don't worry, don't worry. I'm not just. I'm not just saying it's racist to be like, well, that's the end of the conversation. I'm gonna explain it. Hang, hang in there. Pull up your big boy shorts. I'm going to break it down. But first, we got to get through Tim Pool and whatever dumb shit he's saying. And this is the game they play. Now, I know politics is a dirty game. I get it. And they're going to play these games. The reason I do this segment is for is one. Charlie Kirk's a good dude and he's not a racist. And they're playing this game. Charlie Kirk is almost definitely racist. I'm sorry. I'm wasting time now. I've already said that. To trick you into not understanding the concerns about diversity, inclusivity, and equity programs in airlines and engineering and just about anything that requires serious safety regulations.
right there, he he drops an important detail, which is that safety regulations don't go away because you have DEI. Companies and manufacturers are still required to meet up to safety standards. Same thing for pilots. Charlie Kirk, this is Midas Touch. Oh, we love our friends over at Midas Touch, right? Quote, I've only begun, I've only just started watching stuff from Midas Touch. So far, okay. As far as I can tell. If I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. And what was Charlie Kirk's point? Taken out of context, they're trying to imply that Charlie is basing his views on whether or not someone can fly a plane on race. When in fact, the actual context was, if an airline tells you they will hire lesser qualified people based on race. That is not a thing that has been said. Just so you know, that is the most dishonest, bad faith interpretation of a public statement. I I can't say it's the worst ever, but it's pretty bad. Okay. Because what the airline has actually said is that they're committed to having more diversity in their airlines. That itself is not a statement that implies hiring lesser qualified people. It implies the looking at and training of people who don't match the stereotypical identity of a pilot. These do not line up. That does not inherently mean that you are hiring less qualified people. The assumption is you would still need to be qualified. Tim is putting in the concept that this means you're not qualified, which is not a thing that DEI has ever truly implied. And you would need significant evidence to prove that companies are doing it that way. You would be concerned if you saw someone who was not white that they may may have hired the lesser. I actually, I'm beginning to doubt he's actually going to show the clip. If he doesn't show a clip, I'll, I'll, I'll play a different Charlie Kirk clip. Qualified person. Thus, Charlie's point is racist hiring policies make people concerned. There are lesser qualified people flying planes based on race. The criticism is of racism. This is what really bothers me. Here's the thing, though. The argument doesn't exist without racism, though. Because the built-in premise is that these people can't be qualified because of their race. You see, because the reality is, is you can't tell if someone is a DEI hire without being in the room when they were hired you are making the assumption on their race that they were hired purely because of their race. The assumption here is that qualified and black will never line up. Do you, do you start to see the problem with the argument? The existence of DEI does not prove that the black people are unqualified. In fact, it doesn't prove anyone's unqualified. In fact, they have put down zero actual evidence of people being unqualified. And let's be real for a second. The world is full of unqualified people. Unqualified people fail upwards all the time. And con men and grifters find themselves in positions they really shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, and 
let me remind you that there is a pretty significant historical con man who once posed as a pilot with no real flight training and successfully pulled it off for a while. And then he became a fake brain surgeon. Guy got made into a movie by Steven Spielberg called Catch Me If You Can. Just because a person's white doesn't mean they're necessarily qualified. White men have been crashing planes for fucking decades. Just saying. There's me. Because in fact, you have Charlie making the argument that companies should not be able to be racist. I mean, this is, this is the crux of the argument. It should not be that companies take race into consideration when hiring. You should just hire the best person. Otherwise, you're racist. And then if you are hiring people and you're explicitly saying it's not about who's the best person, but the race, then you're going to be concerned they did not choose the best person. But here's the thing, though. That's not actually what the fairline said. What the airline said is that they are working towards having classes of trained pilots be 50% minorities. And by that, they said women and, eth and ethnic minorities, which means the majority of pilots, still white dudes, still white dudes. In that number, statistically, still majority white dudes. First of all, let's address that, okay? Let's break that down for just a second. That scenario is still majority white dudes. Hell, Charlie Kirk in the full clip gets into the fact that some that this airline has nine is 19% women and minorities as pilots. He was upset about 19%. Still majority white dudes. It is not a high enough percentage for me to assume that they're being hired with zero merit at all. It's that simple reasonable and opposing of racist policies. Take a look at this clip. And then I want to highlight uh, the Krasensteins, liberal commentators on X. And oh, they are going to play a clip. I wonder which clip it'll be. Explain how this game is played and what it results in. They say fresh off his attack on Martin Luther King, Charlie took to took uh, took to attacking, okay, uh, black surgeons and pilots on his thought crime show. Kirk said that seeing a black pilot makes him doubt the pilot is qualified. Actually, that is a misrepresentation. What Kirk the actual quote is like literally right on the page. If I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. So like you can't really say it's a misrepresentation when they have the exact quote. And it is the exact quote. Is saying is that seeing a diversity, inclusivity and equity program hire people based on race makes him concerned they're not the meritocratically chosen candidate. That's not. But the assumption there is racist. The assumption is you see a minority you go, oh, they were a diversity hire. Because the if you think that way, you're literally saying that those lines can't match up. You're saying that you doubt those lines matched up. That the line of diversity and qualified could meet. That's what you're saying. You're making an assumption based on race who who I am. That's not what I believe, he says. Now, hold on there a minute. Why wasn't that? It is, it is technically. It, well, first of all, it's in the article you're reading. It's in the article you're reading. In the headline. Why doesn't... Do you want him to put the whole thing in the headline? You know what a bullshit headline that'd be? It'd be like the name of a YouTube 
That's like what you do on fucking YouTube to make sure it shows up in the algorithm. Terrible titles on YouTube. Why don't, why don't these leftists include in the headline that Charlie Kirk is saying, I'm not like that. That's not who I am. I don't. Because it sounds stupid. I I'm going to keep it real with you. It sounds fucking stupid. Because the fact of the matter is, is that Charlie Kirk is like that. He's literally saying that. That's the way he feels. By definition, he is like that. He just doesn't want to take responsibility for being racist. He wants to push it off on other people who made him racist. But the reality is that the person who made him racist was Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh started this whole thread of, oh, affirmative action. So, yeah, no. Saying I, Tim, this is ridiculous. Tim, you are like the dumbest of the commentators. Oh, wait, no, Dave Rubin exists. No. Yeah, no. Dave Rubin's probably better educated, but uh, I would I, I would say I think he is. Uh, I'm trying to think of a non-ableist way to say what I'm thinking about. Dave Rubin, and it's not working, so I'm going to move on. Want to be thinking these things, but the racist hiring practices bring that to uh, front of mind, top of mind, right? So the problem is that these hiring practices aren't technically racist because racist would imply that these hiring practices assume the superiority of one or more races, which would be the definition of racism. Uh, the word racism, if you break it down, literally means essentially the worship of race because ism means religion or ideology. The thing is, is that equity is not inherently racist. Now, we could technically maybe tighten equity up a little bit if we make it more of a class divide issue, and maybe that's what we should be looking at. But the reality here is still Charlie Kirk is racist. Because Charlie Kirk is the one in the argument making the assumptions. Okay? Let me show you this uh, from Ed Krasenstein. For those that aren't familiar, Ed Krasenstein. I'm not actually a fan of the Krasensteins. Uh, I only know very little about them. Uh, I just know they're big on Twitter, and they were part of the Alex Jones debate that happened recently. That's all I really know about them. Krasenstein is one of the most prominent political commentators on X, formerly Twitter. Even, even Tim Pool has to say, formerly Twitter. How does it make you feel, Elon, to know that you essentially now own the prince of social media company? No one calls it X. We call it X, formerly known as Twitter. That's what we call it. That's the full name where he and his brother are well-known for their uh, liberal commentary. We've actually had them on Timcast IRL. His post about Charlie Kirk has 2.6 million views. The man himself has 1 million followers. He says, Charlie Kirk, quote, I'm sorry, if I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. He then says, Charlie Kirk is racist. Is there any other word for this? If that's not racism, then what is? This is the dirty dirty game they play. Now I responded. I said, these guys act stupid in order to bait the right and
I thought he was going to play a clip. He said he was going to play a clip and he hasn't played the clip. God damn it. Generate ratios because they get paid more money. Ed knows exactly what Charlie is saying. That No, I didn't pre-watch this video. I just assumed from whatever. Racist hiring policies give him pause. Not that he thinks race plays a factor in skill. Well, the thing is, is that he's making the assumption. He is making the assumption that DEI programs don't look at qualified minorities. And that's where the problem comes in. The assumption is that minorities can't be qualified or that only a tiny fraction of them could be. And that's where the racism comes in because the reality is, is that the existence of DEI programs is not inherently the opposite of meritocracy. You have to prove that the DEI programs establish no merit whatsoever for these arguments to become true. You cannot prove that a person was hired just because of their race or identity. It's actually that simple. If a company is engaged in a racist hiring policy, I have concerns about the qualities of the people who DEI is not inherently racist because DEI does not cover just race. It also covers things like uh, it covers other minority identities and disabilities. Who are engaged in these jobs. I don't care what their race is. If someone said, if you didn't care what their race is, this idea wouldn't exist. We are going to hire uh, based on height instead of skill. And I walk in. I assume we're talking about the NBA then. Anyways, the, the argument he is making is not valid. And the reason it's not valid is because it assumes there is no merit to these people. The assumption is that these programs don't look at merit whatsoever. However, we do know that the college affirmative action programs did look at merit. It's just the way they measured merit was they measured all black people against black people, all white people against white people, all Asian people against Asian people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which had disparate outcomes where it did help black people get into college. It made it harder for Asian people to get into college because suddenly Asian people weren't competing against everybody. They were competing against other Asians. And sort of the same thing for white dudes. And I see a six foot seven guy flying the plane. I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. There's no difference. I'm not. There actually is a huge difference. There actually is a huge difference between that, between those two statements. And the real and the differences between those statements is that one of them is bullshit you made up. No one is doing anything like that. The, the reality is, is that your argument dishonestly represents the concept itself. Because your arguments assume that there is no merit involved whatsoever. And we can't assume that. And I can't just keep saying that. I hope you've figured it out by now. I'm not heightist. I'm making the point that the company says they're not hiring based on whether they can fly the plane. Except that that's not what's happening. The company hasn't said that they're not hiring people who can't, hasn't said they're hiring people who can't fly. Saying, I'm going to look at these other things in addition to these other qualities is not the same thing. 
those arguments don't line up. Because the thing is here is that people like Charlie Kirk and Tim Pool are using universal language. They're saying they are saying that this equals a universal assumption versus a generalized assumption. It assumes that these cases where people who aren't qualified get in are the norm. And that pe and that situations where people who are qualified but just didn't get a chance beforehand aren't part of the margin. You know what? I've I think I, I'm I'm tired of Tim Pool. We're done with Tim Pool. Let's take a look at, at Charlie Kirk's response to the controversy. I haven't seen this yet. I'm hoping he'll play more of the clip because I was really trying to find that clip. And I guess I could find it on Twitter, but I don't want the, I don't want the short version. But it doesn't matter. Let's just see what Char let's see what Charlie's counter argument is. This is much shorter than Tim Pool's, so I'm way happier to watch it. Also, no, just fuck Tim Pool. Over the last 24 hours, a lot of things have been going viral, including a clip that I was in from last week where I said that we should prioritize excellence, not diversity, when it comes to air travel. Once again, the assumption there is that those things can't line up. The assumption is that a black pilot can't be excellent. It's an assumption. It's an argument based on an assumption and a bias. And he hasn't, and it's made that way because he does not have data to support it. And if he pulls up some data, I'll, I'll just have to fact check it. I hope he doesn't pull up data because I hate fact checking things. That DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, should mean nothing when it comes to safe trips at 35,000 feet. It has now been viewed 7 million times. And I can go even deeper in that, and I will uh, as the time presents. But I want to get to our guest in just a second here because what once again, the assumption is that these can't coexist. Why can't safety and diversity and inclusion coexist? The answer is they totally can. What DEI does, especially when you talk about the United Airline hiring quota, is that- Is there a quota? Do, do airlines have a quota? So, okay. I see what's happening. God damn it. Okay, so here's a, here's a problem. So a quota is a projection that you're trying to hit. Now, it's worth noting that quotas do not always get made. United Airlines has said they plan to have 50% of the people they, have, they plan to train to become pilots in the coming years be women and people of color. First of all, once again, like I said before, statistically, this would still make the majority white men because that 50% is shared by women and ethnic minorities, as opposed to the other percentages. Saying that you plan to hit 50% is not the same thing as saying we have a hiring quota. Those actually aren't the same things. And also, this does not guarantee those percentages of people as pilots. United Airlines has said that they plan to have 50% of the people they plan to train to become pilots. Being trained to become a pilot does not inherently mean that you become a pilot. This is not hiring. This is the hope of hiring. Do you, do you understand? Do you understand? 
literally the concept of training is that you're going to give the opportunity to 50%. You're going to get 50% of the opportunities you have to train to these people, which means that's how many people they're letting into classes, which is not the same thing as hiring them. Some people will fail this. Now, to be fair, right now, they are actually understaffed. And there's a very real possibility that what we are actually seeing here is just mumbo jumble intended to hopefully get people to apply for these jobs, which they may or may not. We'll just have to see. The reality is, though, is this statement does not make a commitment to having hiring quotas. They're blowing it out of context. Even this first responder is calling it a quota, but the, this does not match the description of a quota. This is a goal. There is a difference between a quota and a goal. I will also say that calling people, but referring to people as having a meltdown because they called you out on something is a weird way to frame it. Like, I don't, like how many people, like, how many people just like threw a fit like a two-year-old in a grocery store who can't have candy? Like, that's a meltdown. So I don't, like, people writing mean things about Charlie Kirk on Twitter is not, is, is inherently not a meltdown. But a meltdown makes those people sound ridiculous and then you don't listen to them. That you are forcing criteria that is irrelevant. United Airlines is bragging that 50% of their prove it's being forced for new pilots 50% of the new pilots will be black now there are misquoting the statement 50% of our pilots will be women and people of color and technically it's not 50% of our pilots it's 50% of the people that we train to be pilots this is a very important distinction from saying our pilots hypothetically if a lot of white dudes fail those numbers could be higher. But once again, if you look at these numbers, that still means the majority of pilots are white. There are a lot of questions that arise from this. Does this mean that if you have a qualified and extraordinarily black or women or female, if you have an extraordinary... Oh, he had to correct himself there. It's also, it's not just black, it's people of color, according to United Airlines. Extraordinarily qualified white pilot and a not so qualified or someone didn't do as well in their test, black pilot or female pilot, who do you choose, United Airlines? If Harvard University is any... See right here, he's making an assumption. He has no evidence to support that claim or question. Example, it shows... He words that it's a question because a question can't be libeled. And he doesn't have to be right when he says a question. But that question still provides the same information and sense of doubt to his viewers that he's trying to, well, you know, implant in their brain. Knows that in order to reach abstract diversity, equity, inclusion, affirmative action goals, you end up having to lower the standard to reach that goal. This has not actually been shown. The reality is, is that as is that as people from other groups like uh, like women, for example, are let into a space, the only people that tend to be removed from the space are the lowest producing white males. Those are typically the only people who are displaced by this type of thing.
you're not going to pick if if okay so if like if you get an option between a black woman who gets all b's and like this white guy who gets an a minus you're gonna take the guy who gets the a you're gonna take the white guy who got the a minus but you're gonna take this black woman who got a b before a white guy who got a c plus that's typically how it works this is united airlines that triggered this entire conversation play cut 116 how is diversity and diversity targets working into the Aviate Academy? We have committed that 50% of the class of, of... Once again, the class, the people who are being trained. This is a very important distinction. The classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. White males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our, our C-suite. I think if you look around corporate America, one of the things we do is... It looked like there was a cut there, but I don't know if it was Charlie or Axios who did the cut. For every job, when we do an interview, we require women and people of color to be involved in, in the interview process. As if it's... Involved in the interview process just means that they make sure that those people that they are at least looking at some black and my and women, some black people and women in those situations. It does not guarantee that those are the people who are hired. It's just the standard thing that we are now going to actively discriminate based on race or sex. For what reason? What, what is the problem you're trying to? That's not technically what anyone said. The idea of giving opportunities to people who have historically gotten less opportunities because of their race or gender is not the same thing as saying you are taking opportunities away from anyone. Assault. They openly state that they will ensure the next pilot class is half female minority. So here's just a few questions. Once again, that's a class. And making sure that you have minorities in a class is not akin to hiring without merit that United Airlines should have to answer. Are there enough candidates to fill the 50% quota? What was never worded as a quota, it was worded as a goal. I are 81%. Also, once again, it's for the classes. Percent of the pilots white currently is because they happen to be the best pilots. He is asking a question that has no real answer. And also a corporation would never answer. There is no win answer to that question that Charlie Kirk asked. There is no win answer. There is no win answer because a corporation will say that all of their pilots are the best pilots. The only answer a corporation can give because because to angle it in either other direction is suicide. Is it possible white men tend to be more attracted to the flying profession? If Amelia Earhart, bitch. Sorry, just had to throw that out there. Also, it doesn't fucking matter. This is an argument that they bring up all the time. And the reality is, is that you're never there's never going to be a situation where a guy who just got who just got done being a burger flipper at burger king and was like oh i need a new job oh what if i was a pilot that's not that's not the scenario i'm not saying that person couldn't go to school for it i'm saying like 
people aren't just walking in off the street to be pilots. That's not what's happening. If white men land planes safely, what is the problem? They don't always. Statistically, a lot of white men have not landed planes safely. Problem. Seriously, what problem are you trying to solve here? Why are you trying to force? The, the, the problem they're trying to solve, Charlie, is A, their PR, and B, having a more inclusive society, which is important. The reality is, Charlie, is that what's going to happen is that they are going to either end up with less than 50% of those people, be they women or people of color, or they'll get to 50% and a decent number of those people will successfully graduate and be qualified to be pilots. One of those two things will happen and they'll just have to adapt to it. They're not just going to pick up black people off the street and be like, I'm putting you on a plane because we need black people on this plane. You mean riding it? No, I mean flying it. That's not going to happen. That would be insane. Do you understand how much money it costs a airplane company when planes crash? How bad it is for them as a company? No. You, no. Charlie, it doesn't make sense a hiring class when there is no noticeable problem, except you don't like the melanin content in the skin of the people in the cockpit. If hiring is based on merit, why aren't there more minority or female? Training is not inherently based on merit though. The assumption with training is that a person will have more merit after they've completed it. That's the assumption of training you can't entirely judge people's merit before the training and i will assure you that if people are unqualified the only thing that would get them on that plane is a severe pilot shortage not the color of their skin well pilots why should i be upset why should you be upset or angry that 81 percent of pilots are white men these are decent people they're family men a lot of them are veterans no one said you should be angry. No one said you should be angry. No one, no one said you should be angry. No one said that. Charlie Kirk wants you to feel morally attacked if you don't understand this issue. And we've all had our lives in their hands and they've done a pretty darn good job, honestly. A lot of them have. Statistically, most plane crashes are white men. Now, arguably, that's because most pilots are white men. But I'm just saying, the fears they're having here have not been borne out. And so we're supposed to just blame... Because if they had data for this, they would never shut the fuck up about it. Whitey, because 81% of the pilots are white? How many times have we boarded an airplane, a little anxious, a little nervous, there's a thunderstorm, and 81% of the time, there's a white man up there, and I could say this as somebody who has flown millions of miles, 3,200 days on the road. I have traveled. Fun fact, um, jet lag is a form of permanent brain damage. So that explains a lot about Charlie Kirk. Traveled the world, million mile club on United, and multiple millions on American Airlines. Yes, at times, there's a lot of complaints with the airlines, 
but the pilots have been excellent. So what is the problem we're trying to fix here exactly? We're trying to just worship the cult of diversity, but it gets worse. I, I don't know if Charlie Kirk is just being obtuse or if he's just like too thick-headed to un actually understand what diversity, equity, and inclusion is about, which is about having a more stable, more diverse society where more people have good jobs that help them get into the middle or upper class. That's, that's actually what diversity, equity, and inclusion is about. It's, it's not about whatever the fuck Charlie Kirk seems to think it is. Worse than that. Why are more nurses and teachers female? Is it because society is anti-male? Or is it because women are drawn? There actually were decades and decades, actually hundreds of years of discrimination in this concept. You see, because for literally hundreds of years, there were very few jobs that people would let women do. Nurses was one of them. So at various points in history, a woman's opportunities for getting a job were, well, I can be a secretary, a nurse, or a prostitute. So slowly, those jobs all became very women-dominated. However, slowly, more and more men are becoming nurses. It is becoming significantly more common because that happens in a society where you know male nurses aren't discriminated against because for a long time the patriarchy of society made fun of male nurses for doing a supposedly feminine job so kind of actually charlie onto this profession in greater proportion than men every analysis we have of similar quota-based affirmative action programs results in lowering of standards and we haven't actually confirmed that this is an affirmative we that this is a quota-based system we haven't the idea is to try and make sure that you have at least half of your people in your training class are not white people, specifically not white men. Could still be majority white, just, you know, white women in there. In order to meet these goals, this is important. For example, if you looked at the Harvard admission standards, they had the lower. Not how this works. That's not what's happening here very quietly their standards 20 to 30 percent for test scores for black students versus asian and white counterparts the question that united airlines has to answer and they won't so the thing is is that he's taking something that is descriptive right there and he's making it sound like it was an intentional choice but that was really a descriptive thing because the idea was is we're going to make sure that the top black people are actually looked at not a lowering of the standards technically it is only a lowering of average standards the reality is is that he is trying to use that data in a backwards fashion to establish his point he's making it look intentional will united airlines lower the criteria for new pilot hires to meet their goals like harvard did before they got caught Harvard wasn't caught. They were sued by Asian students for discrimination. That's not, it's not, he words things, he words everything fucking stupid. Largely also been a victim of our own success. Praise God, in the last 25 years, we have, haven't had a major airline crash. That is rare. Airplane crashes happen frequently in Pakistan, India, and the third world. They happen frequently in countries that have significantly weaker technology than us? 
Oh my God. Did you guys know about this? Did anyone know that countries that don't have a highest technology, technological standard as America have more technological problems? Is anyone, did anyone get that? Did, oh my God, this is a revelation. How was that for sarcasm? I can't tell. Uh, I felt like it was pretty good. Is that how neurotypical people do sarcasm? I feel like I did it all right. We assume landing and flying planes is brainless, easy work. It's not. It's high stakes. It's different. No one has ever said that it is easy, brainless work. It is one of the most... Oh, my God. Just making shit up about his opponents. That's all that's happened. Difficult. It's intense. It's a calling for someone to become a pilot. You have to love it. Of course, there are qualified black and female pilots. Then why are you acting like this, Tim? I mean, Charlie. Sorry, I'm so used to fucking with Tim. I'm not used to Charlie and his weird, weird head and face shape. And when I said what I said on Thought Crime, and I will repeat what I said. I That's why I couldn't find the clip. It's on his fucking Thought, thought Crime show. God damn it. Well, he says he's going to repeat it. Never challenge that. But what DEI does is it introduces poisonous, toxic lines of thinking. The point I was making. Stop calling the, the kettle black here, man. Because, like, damn. Like, you're the you are literally putting out toxic ways of thinking right now. You are spreading toxic ways of thinking is this is it's condescending to qualified blacks if they make it through the class you should assume they're qualified that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be situations where losers don't squeak through that's been happening with white dudes for decades hell there was just an incident where a white dude got fucking depressed mid-flight and nearly crashed the plane in a suicide mood should we start being like oh no white dudes kill themselves a lot we can't let them fly planes is that the type of reasoning we should have charlie it's condescending to qualified females what it does then is it forces questions that otherwise would not exist in a pure merit-based system but here's the thing though is that these people would still try to put holes through it in fact the evidence is that most of these programs are not federally enforced. These are things corporations do on their own. Texas has made these types of programs illegal, and so has Florida, which is wild. The reality is, is that he is going to hold up meritocracy as if these things conflict, and they do not inherently conflict. For example, if United Airlines CEO said, we have the best pilots. If they're black, if they're women, if they're Asian, if they're Indian, we have the best pilots, period. I would never have this thought that I said on our show. I said, because of DE. Charlie, what you just fucking admitted to is that you are language policing. You are literally language policing if that is your real argument.
You are just a language policing little bitch, if that is your argument. You are the one trying to take things out of context from a clip. Jesus, man. How are you this fucking stupid? EI, it begs the question when you see a black pilot, you wonder, you say, I. Begging the question is not a logically coherent argument. Hope they are qualified. I wouldn't think that if the CEO of United or these airlines would reject DEI and say excellence is the ultimate standard. But that assumes that you can't have both. And no one has said that. No one has said that. That assumes that they, have, they can't coexist. And you haven't proven that. And finally, here is the question that United must answer, United Airlines. If you have a very, very qualified white pilot and two somewhat qualified black pilots and your hiring class is at 49%, and if you if hire the two somewhat qualified black pilots, you reach your goal of 50%. But the, the amazing Top Gun square jaw. Top Once again, being trained is not akin to being hired. Tom Cruise guy would keep you at 49%. Who do you hire, United? Who do you hire? That is a real question. You would know at the end of the class. At the end of the class, you would know who gets the job. That, that's how you know. At the end of the class, you know who gets the job. Because once again, they never said that they were hiring. They said that their goal was to train. When you put diversity first, it means that you would not... That's not even technically what's happening. Technically, that's not even what's happening. Because it's not, a, it's not split up evenly. Put ability first. I think we know... White people get, white dudes specifically, get a whole 50% to themselves. People of color and women have to share. Oh, the answer to that question. The solution is get rid of all DEI in every form or fashion. And the reason why we all get so worked up about the pilot example and with the surgeon example is that there's not a lot of room for error. If there's diversity, equity, inclusion, in the luggage department, that's frustrating if they lose your piece of luggage and they say- Once, those type, that- Then at the Honolulu and you were going to New York. But if there's diversity, equity, inclusion in the cockpit and otherwise qualified applicants were not hired because they don't look the right way, that is repulsive and the decline of civilization as we know it. Once again, the problem is, is that the entire argument runs on an unsupported premise. It runs on an assumed premise, which is that these things cannot coexist. That is the assumed premise. And that just doesn't work. That's just not a thing. That's just not how anything works. Charlie. What the fuck? 
So when you break it down from a rational, logical level, Charlie Kirk and Tim Poole, who wasted our time once again, are either being incredibly dishonest or they are incredibly brainwashed, grasping at fallacies just to try and make their argument. You see, my big problem is that every time I look into the right, every time I stop and take a look at what they're doing and what they're saying, and then I look into it, I notice how little of it tracks onto reality. And not only that, but how much of it is based on emotional assumptions, logical fallacies, and in this sense, or potentially just complete dishonesty. Every time I hear anyone on the right talk, it is always about some type of moral panic, whether it's trans people, the border, vaccines, DEI, CRT. There is always a built-in unsupported premise that these things are bad for America. But honestly, something that is measurably bad for America has been racism. For a significant amount of time, any time that Black people in history started to get ahead in America, white people stepped in to stop it. There was actually a period where black people could get elected to office. And believe it or not, this period was between the Civil War and the 20th century. But then white people were like, no, not anymore. And when black communities would start to become successful financially, white people would burn them down or run them out of town. The whole reason that black people in Atlanta have money is because the North had primarily had soldiers stationed there almost all the way through the end of throughout the 20th century. Meaning that if race riots started, the government could react immediately to them, thereby making Atlanta the home of black money today because no one could get in there to murder them. The reality is, is that racism has held black people and other groups back for decades. And anytime they start to get ahead, people like Charlie Kirk will show up to specifically try to sow doubt and distrust of this success. You see, in a way, Charlie Kirk has a little bit of a point. Not a really strong point, mind you. But the reality is, is that these types of programs are easily weaponized by the right. Did you hear all the ridiculous statements made about this that we just listened to? The belief in DEI as some sort of anti-meritocratic scourge fails to understand why these things exist to begin with. Because the reality is, is for a long time, time, 
most people did not even want to acknowledge the merit of people of color or women, did not want to look at or even give a chance to the potential merit of people of color and women. And because of that, we are now in a society where people are trying to correct that. Now, there will almost definitely be areas where overcorrections are made. That's just how history tends to go out. But there will also be reactionary pushback that is typically problematic and baseless. And that's what Charlie Kirk is doing. Charlie Cook is trying to push back against a culture that does not, in his opinion, represent him. There's a lot of stuff in that longer clip that is pretty racist. And I'm not going to comment on it because we didn't watch the clip. And maybe that wouldn't be fair. But I encourage you to find that clip. The full one. The truth of the matter is, is that Charlie Kirk, whether he wants to admit it or not, is racist. Maybe he's not the most racist person in the world. There are always people more racist. But Charlie Kirk, in his effort to establish that he is not racist, has really only doubled down on the fact that he is racist. Because you see, in Charlie Kirk's mind, he, never, he is not willing to give Black people the good faith response. He is ready to discriminate against Black people and women based purely on the possibility that they could be unqualified. And the reality is, is that white people can also be in positions they are unqualified for. Once again, I encourage you to watch the movie Catch Me If You Can. If that guy were black, he never would have gotten away with anything he did. All right. Well, thank you for listening or watching or whatever. Uh, please follow me on Spotify and like and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to contact my show, you can always email me at rubenuncut at gmail.com. Have a wonderful whatever, wherever, whenever you are.